everyone. Welcome to Chit Chat Connoisseur, a Hey Alicia podcast. You can subscribe and listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor FM. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Chit Chat Connoisseur, a Hey Alicia podcast. Uh, welcome back. We are kind of getting into the role of uh, weekly episodes. At least I'm trying, y'all. I'm really trying to get into these weekly episodes again. And I'm so, 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 so excited. You can sense my excitement um, for our guest today. Her name is Chanel Carroll. Uh, she is an old friend of mine uh, that we've literally known each other since I think elementary school. <laughs> we've known each other for a long time. She's an actress, aspiring TV writer, and the founder and CEO of Jean Grey Candle Co. Chanel, welcome to the show. Alicia, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I was thinking about it because I was listening to uh, one of your previous episodes with our other mutual friend, Allie. And yeah. I was like, oh, they, you guys were talking about how how long you've known each other, like 23 years. And I was like, wait, I know Alicia from elementary school <laughs> <laughs> we go back we go back like literally elementary school um I first moved here um from another state so you know first grade was like my first year uh in South Florida I remember like not really knowing anyone but like all the older kids were cool and they like took me under their wing <laughs> so I do remember that I'm so happy to have you here it's always good to have like you know people that you know, I'm just meeting through just life and their journey, but then it's also really nice to connect with people that you've known for such a long time and they've been doing so many, you know, great things. So, so happy you're here. Thank you. Yes. Happy to reconnect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, y'all, you know, I love to get into a life hack of the week, um, or (laughs) something new that I learned. Uh, my life has been consumed with wedding planning. So I think last time I talked about, uh, using Google Docs or Google Calendar, I think it was Google Calendar, to like plan everything because I'm a, I'm a hot mess and I will be lost otherwise. <laughs> so I will be lost otherwise. So I did talk about that. Do you have any hacks? Do you have any life hacks, anything you'd like to share with the world? Oof, a life hack. No, mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. Like if I don't, as we, as we get older, I feel like if I don't write something down or if I don't have it in a Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet, like it's just not going to happen. And I've, I've heard these, this phrase before, like, if you have a great idea, write it down, don't rely on your memory because your memory will fail you. Um, and I was like, that's preposterous, but now I'm like, no, I need to write everything down. So I'm with you on the, the Google cloud suite. (laughs) (laughs) The whole suite. Exactly. Well, we were actually, we were talking about one right before this about the candles. Like when you run out, that's a good life hack. So yeah. So uh, with the candles, like if you find that you have a candle, hopefully it's a Jean Grey candle, which we'll get to <laughs> later. But if you have any candles and you get down to like the, the wire, uh, the last little bit of wax, and you just love that scent, you know, just freeze your candle, put it in the freezer for maybe about an hour. And then that wax will become like kind of really hard to the point where you can crack it with a knife. And then you just take that out. And then if you have a wax warmer, which you can get anywhere, like a Target or Amazon or wherever, you put that wax in the wax warmer. It's a great way to fill your room with the scent and keep that candle going a little longer, that scent going a little longer. There you go. Well, I am a fan of the Jean Grey candle and I 
wore my candle down. Like when I tell you I ordered it like two months ago, like I don't even think it was two months ago. <laughs> and it's already, I mean, we, I would have it burning just like half a day. And I know that's probably not encouraged, but I would just keep it burning because it smelled so good. So that's a great, great, great life hack. Well, let's just get right into it. So again, y'all, we said Chanel does it all. So, I mean, she is an actress and not, you know, and I don't knock anyone that's a little actress, but she is a star, my friend. She's a star. (laughs) She's a star. And I just remember growing up and seeing you, we were in theater and a lot of things together throughout the years. And I just remember growing up and being like, yes, sis, yes, (laughs) like all those years ago. So it's it's awesome to see you kind of like doing the thing. So tell everybody, you know, where, where are you from? What's your background? How'd you get into acting? Tell us all of the things. All right. So, yeah. So as Alicia said, you know, we go way back from Miami. I'm originally from Miami, Florida, you know, born and raised in the county of Dade. (laughs) Uh, you know had to throw that in there um yeah and I've been doing theater pretty much my whole life I'm since middle school I went to middle school for uh um, performing arts at a magnet uh, school and then went on to high school where uh, Alicia and I also went to the same high school uh performing arts magnet there and then I went to NYU for drama uh got my BFA in theater there and have been in New York ever since um and yeah, it's been it's been a grind. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I want to hit hit the real button here because sure, most people they'll go to theater school or you know they'll be like, yeah, once I get out of theater school, oh, it's on. I'm gonna be a star, right? And that's really not how it happens. I mean, I would say like less than one percent. That's how it happens for people. It's really about pounding the pavement, making a name for yourself getting in front of different casting directors and just and and, and keep going um and uh, you know Alicia had some really kind words saying that I <laughs> that I am a star but I am far from it I'm still you know making my way making my name for myself I've been uh blessed this past year and a half I would say with some really great uh performing opportunities and uh you know booking commercials and tv shows uh whatnot and radio ads and stuff which has been really crazy to happen to me during this crazy past three years um during the pandemic but I really believe that it's because um you know we had to take some time off and like take a step back and reevaluate some things in all of our lives and you know by being forced to do that I was able to close uh, uh, some doors and have some new ones open for me during that time. I know I really believe like the universe was just like, okay, you have some time now. You really want to be an actress. You want to be a performer. You want to be an entrepreneur. Here you go. Um, and I've just been really blessed uh, to have that, uh, have those opportunities, but um, yeah, it's a journey. It's still a journey. Uh, and I'm, I'm thankful to say that I'm in it. I'm in it right now. <laughs> Yeah, you are in it. I mean, and it's it's like you said, with everything, um, you know, acting and entrepreneurship, everything is such a it's such a grind, you know, and it's like when you get there and when you're getting there, even enjoying that part of the journey is fantastic, but it is a grind and it does take time and not everything that is successful is built overnight and you do have those rare stories here and there, but it, it really is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they say, you know, most people will tell you that there's no such thing as an overnight success. Even some of the people that you think like, you know, oh, they came out of nowhere. They've been hustling for like 10 years to get there. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. And I know. So right now, tell us about some of the things that 
kind of, you talked about, you know, you've been grinding and you've been hustling and I know you're all, you would post, you know, your uh, tapes, sometimes your casting tapes or just anything like you. And I'm like, yes, yes. Like, give me that monologue, like <laughs> give me more, but tell us about in the last, you know, you said the last couple of years, it's been a little bit surprising because all these opportunities have come our way. Tell us about some of those opportunities. Yeah. Um, but like within the past year, I've booked uh, like a, a national commercial for AT&T, which was great. I booked a spot with Pepsi and the NFL. Uh, and, and that was amazing. I got to on and that one. I got to work with uh, David Costable, who is he's currently on the show Billions. But I know him for as a Breaking Bad fan. He was Gail Benneke on Breaking Bad, who unfortunately met an untimely death. <laughs> That, that was great to, to get to work with him and to get to work with other people. And let's see what else. Oh, uh, I finally broke into the law and order universe. I was, I would call it, you know, I, I, I got to work opposite Chris Maloney, which was just like, oh my God, it's Stabler. Like <laughs> I grew up watching Stab Benson and Stabler and like, just to be on set during like COVID times, like with him standing right next to me talking to me it was just and got, got a picture with him it was just like the most epic thing I was like what a, what is my life right now <laughs> um so yeah I got to do that got to work on FBI as well Blue Bloods I'm currently like a they're bringing me back for some like uh different episodes I just shot uh my second episode of Blue Bloods two weeks ago so that's cool I'm making my rounds with the the procedural cop shows in New York so I was gonna say she's a cop low-key guys <laughs> I'm, a cop, I'm a cop I'm a detective I'm a cop I'm like I'm all over the place um and then uh most recently uh last week I shot an episode of the tv show Bull um and so that should be airing uh, the new episode of Blue Bloods and Bulls should be airing, I think, probably sometime in March, uh, maybe late March. But that has just been really, really cool and just had some really uh, great opportunities with TV and commercial work um, and radio as well. I did a last year I did a, a radio ad and as well as a corresponding commercial TV commercial for the Maryland Lottery, which was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's been, it's been a dream, especially because a lot of people haven't been able to work during this time because yeah. of COVID and all the restrictions and different things like that and different testing protocols. Um, but I'm just been really thankful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even, and it's funny you talk about <clears throat> just being, feeling blessed, you know, to be able to work during this time. And it's so true. I mean, we have a time where I'm hearing Broadway is like sh some shows are shutting down again. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like we just started opening back up, you know? Yeah. It's been crazy, you know, because it, especially with Broadway, if they, they test constantly and if someone has COVID, you know, the, the production is getting shut down unless they have a swing or something. And same thing with acting for TV and commercials, you know, like I'm, you know, you might book a role, but then, you know, you might go into tests and then you, you get COVID, you have COVID or they find out you have COVID and then they have to give the role to someone else. So it could be very like, you know, close to the wire or like you just never know what's going to happen. Thankfully, knock on wood, that hasn't ever happened to me during um, the things that I've booked recently. But it is it's a it's a scary thing. It's a lot of luck and a lot of chance. Um, but we're thankful and I have been blessed to get to see some Broadway shows uh, and be in the theater to see some of the Broadway shows as they've reopened. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just so hopeful uh, for us to get back to some more normalcy, hopefully soon. 
Mm-hmm. Sure. And you were talking about, you know, with just kind of this path that you're on, you know, it's a lot of, you know, it's, it's luck and it's being blessed, but it certainly comes from talent. And I, and, you know, I'm hyping you up sis, but I, again, have always been like, Chanel is one of those people I always looked at. I'm like, she's just so talented. And we were, y'all, we were like in fifth grade or like sixth grade. I mean, honestly, we were like in middle school. And I was like, I felt that, like, I felt that monologue deep in my spirit at 12, you know? So for me, it's like, where do you, where does that inspiration come from that passion? Like, is it something that you woke up one day and said, this is what I want to do? Or is it something that kind of like happened? over time you know like where does that come from yeah I think I've just since I was young since I was in uh you know elementary school I can I I can remember performing in a in a preschool production of like because I went to like a uh uh a, a church preschool right so I remember being- <laughs> isn't that how it is in Miami like all the black kids went to like a church preschool yeah church is a Nazarene preschool like, you know, that's right <laughs> it's right on the corner of in Parai. um <laughs> but I went there and I remember performing in a um like the nativity play you know and it's just like everyone does the nativity play but I'm just like I was just so happy to be an angel like posing you know just hamming it up for the camera and I just remember wanting to be in school productions in uh in elementary school and I remember it was like the first time that I realized that you could act like as a profession or like that this could be something you did I had a friend who's older in elementary school whose older sister went to uh, a performing arts middle school Southwood middle school Mm-hmm. And I found out that she went to this school where there were all these artists. She was a musician, but she was like, yeah, there's a there's an acting program there, too. And I was like, you can act like, <laughs> school in school. Yeah. I was like, oh, my yeah. God. And so I remember running home to my mom and being like, I have to audition for this. And then we went to some like informational session. And it was like, you need to do a monologue. And I'm like, I don't know what a monologue is like. What is that? And I remember at the time, my favorite TV show was all that. And I, I'm just going to take a, a skit from all that uh, and then just do that and do all the parts. Like I was like, I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to perform all the parts. And I did it and they must have seen something in that. And then the rest is history. I went and then, you know, just started studying acting and then went to, you know, Coral Reef, uh, our high school alma mater, went there mm-hmm. and studied drama and had really uh, great teachers. Um you know, that cultivated, uh, you know, my, my talent and my love for performing arts. And, and then it was from there, I was like, no, I really want to do this, you know, when everyone's like, you know, and it's so dumb to be like 18 and being like, oh, I, I know what I want to do with the rest of my life. You know, like it's, I've always, I've been, I've been thankful that I've always known that, but for someone that doesn't know, it's just crazy to think like 18, like, yeah, I got to decide what my major in college is going to be, you know, like, it's just so absurd. It Um, is. And think, and if you think about it, like at that age, so there's so many of us that we have known throughout the years that we did theater and we did all these things or, or uh, musical theater, chorus or dance or some type of performing. And now we're in completely different professions. (laughs) Even people I, you know, people I went to college with, they graduated with a BFA in drama, have nothing to do with the <laughs> industry, nothing. They're like, I'm going to be an engineer. You're like, okay. <laughs> okay, bye. Like, okay, that degree that you spent, I don't know how much money on. Um, but I'm just like, it's just so crazy how it's like, oh, you have to pick, you have to pick. But I have been thankful that I have always known pretty much since as long as I can remember what I've wanted to do. And then went to college, as I was saying, and 
you know, met different professors and got to study different techniques of acting and, and figure out the type of uh, performer that I wanted to be. Um, and then after graduation, you know, still continuing that education, still taking different classes with different uh, acting teachers and and uh, casting director workshops and doing and then breaking into sketch comedy. That was another thing too. After I graduated from college, one thing that I was really thankful for was the sketch comedy community in New York. Um, you know, which is really big. There's uh, there's there's UCB. You know, where like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, all those people, and then you have uh, the Pit. And I was so fortunate enough to be able to perform with a bunch of different sketch comedy uh, theaters. And that really has opened up a bunch of doors uh, as far as the people that I continue to work with and collaborate with. Um, and it was through sketch comedy, I was able to break into the commercial world, which, you know, has partially led me to where I am now. And um, it's all just a continuing journey. And, um, and it's fun. It's fun. I'm thankful. I, you know, I'll be on set or, you know, in my trailer, which is crazy to think like, I'm like, oh yes, I'm in a trailer. And I'm like, wow, this is, I get to wake up and I get to do this. Um, and, um, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm so happy for you. I think um, <clears throat> something you were saying, like with the sketch comedy and kind of breaking into that world and that really helped you draw, you drew inspiration from that and being around those people and just the, the comedy of it and it's so funny so Chanel, I we love our pop culture let's talk about it so we love our pop culture Chanel and I we could be like did you watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and like debrief like after each episode <laughs> and um but she often too what I um I think is really admirable is that in this age I think sometimes people in this like digital space people can lose art right and I think sometimes we forget that there are real artists out there and because we get lost in like the influencer we get lost in like the quick the quick uh viral success that happens with people who I wouldn't say aren't talented but you just again we I think we've lost sight of people who have like true artistic talent when it comes to uh you know singing when it comes to being a musician when it comes to being an actor or actor actress when it comes to even painters or people that just use their hands like we've lost that a little bit um so it's kind of nice to see um yourself and I've seen other people have a great way of like blending the two like making like a fun like uh, you know TikTok reel or like a fun Instagram reel that's like you know mimicking uh like living single I mean you did that the other day and it was like first of all it brought me back so like all the millennials we were like in our zone but then it was also nice to see you kind of like blend the two of like this can go viral we're bringing something back I'm also an artist this is what we love to do it's it's interesting to see because again I always say we've lost a lot of art in this day and age you know um especially with tiktok it has become because it's just such a there's so much content especially like right when you open that app it's like you're hit with content content and you don't even know like how, how do i filter this how do i filter this um and it's been really great for me over the years to um, use my art and my talent and my love of pop culture and to bring that to whatever platform is like of the time at that time, you know, I, I do a lot of um, uh, like musical song parodies as well. And, you know, it was like around the time when, uh, when Beyonce dropped her first like album, a secret album, Beyonce, and everyone was like, oh my God, like, did you know what? I was up late that night too. And I was on Twitter like, wait, what happened? <laughs> like that's a, that's a moment in history. Everyone knows like, where were you when Beyonce, mm -hmm. I 
remember it specifically. I was coming home late from work. I was in a cab. I was scrolling through Twitter, I think. And someone was like, Beyonce just released a whole album. And I was like, what? I was immediately on the text thread with my friend. I was like, there's a Beyonce album. I'm downloading it now. Um, but I remember just being so inspired by that album. And then so I did, I took her song Partition and I turned it into a song about a girl struggling to pay her student loans, which I don't, I don't know if anyone on here can relate. Can the church say amen? But Amen. <laughs> but it's like I you was, can make a million trillion dollars and still have student loans. I mean, it's insane. So, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But I was yeah. like, okay, I feel like other people can relate to that. So I made a ridiculous video that I put on YouTube, you know, that I didn't think anyone was going to look at. It was just for me because it was funny. And then that was like my first time like going viral. I was like, it like got like a hundred thousand views, like within like a couple of days. And I remember like, you know, it was in the Huffington Post and Cosmo and people were reaching out to me, like someone from the Steve Harvey show. Not the Steve Harvey show. (laughs) And this wasn't even the popular Steve Harvey. This was like his first iteration of the Steve Harvey show. (laughs) Was like, oh. There's two versions of Steve Harvey. (laughs) This was the like flashy Steve Harvey that we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, we want you to come to Chicago. And I was like, I don't know if that's what I want to do. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. so like, it's like, I've loved seeing what the popular platform is at the time and what I can do to create and, you know, put myself, as you said, put myself out there and not lose myself, not lose like my actual interest. And that's why you'll see, like, if you go to my Instagram feed it, and it's a bunch of videos of me being silly, like either doing something about the Real Housewives or, you know, The Bachelor or something Shonda Rhimes related or, you know, anything like that. And I've always just loved being able to pick up my phone or do whatever and create content for myself that I find funny first and foremost, and that other people find funny afterwards. <laughs> It's so funny that you said that, like, you're like that I enjoy and that I find funny. And I think sometimes I used to, I've always been a pop culture lover. Like, you know, growing up, I had like YM magazines and like, (laughs) like I used to, you know, you walk through the aisles, like in, in public. So for those of you don't know, Publix is like the best grocery store ever of all time. It's mostly in like the Southeast, but I've never found a grocery store that can compete with it. Yeah, nothing, nothing competes with Publix and Publix, you know, you like walk through the aisles and I would see like the magazines and I would literally just be like going through and flipping through. And we always had like essence magazines and things like that, like in our house. So I really have always loved pop culture. And then that has also transitioned into a love of reality TV, which I think is great. And I often, as I got older, I'd be like apologizing for like loving the real housewives or like apologizing for like loving things that other people would consider trash TV, which sometimes it could be, but I now have embraced it. And I'm like, I like pop culture. I like to talk about these things and I'm not stressed out. I'm not, but it's just something like in addition to other hobbies and other, you know, interests that I have, this is something that I enjoy. So why not talk about it? Make a reel about it. Like have a discourse about it. Like have a podcast where I'm talking about it. Why not? You know, to be able to just sit back and watch other people's messy lives (laughs) that they have agreed to put on TV for other people to watch. You better say that again. (laughs) They agreed to do it. I didn't ask them to. I didn't ask that. I didn't tell Jen Shaw to get on here and put her business out there. She chose to do that. Now, Uh, I'm just saying, so it's, it's, it's like, yes, I can like both things can be true. I can love watching, you know, Succession or all these other really like highbrow 
really uh, award-winning shows, but then I can also sit back and watch The Bachelor on, on Monday nights. You know, it's just like all these things can be true. I can appreciate both all these forms of content that are out there. That's right. Someone, it's funny, someone the other day was like, oh, you know, all these Bravo fans. What did they say? They were like, there's just all this trash on Bravo. And I was like, first of all, I have been watching Bravo since like inside the actor's studio when it was like classy stuff. I still, and I would watch Queer Eye um, with the first edition, a rendition of Queer Eye. Then I would watch um, Project Runway, like the earlier, earlier seasons of Project Runway. But Bravo had a lot of like art. There were a lot of dance shows and theater performances. But, you know, people are just, haters <laughs> yeah people are haters highbrow lowbrow whatever they're haters <laughs> they're haters exactly so so in addition to you know kind of this this journey that you're on with acting and you know and uh you know performing you also are an entrepreneur um and you do have your line of amazing candles and I'm not even saying this y'all because I know her and she's a friend I'm saying like I bought some for the house and we had it burning hours a day and I have to order a new one and this was like two months ago like I'm ashamed to say it. like I went I went through that candle but you are the founder of uh Jean Grey Candle Co tell us a little bit more about that and how successful it's been like where did that come from yeah so you know uh you know I I, I proudly wear the hat of being a multi-hyphenate you know of being an actress a writer an entrepreneur and, la you know, in 2020, when we all were forced to really sit down, um, you know, I was uh, serving uh, at a restaurant in Midtown Manhattan at the time, and then everything was shut down. And I really had some time to uh, figure out what I wanted to do, how I wanted to pivot, right? And one thing that I missed was, uh, and this was after all the like bread baking had been done, all the baking all the, the hobbies you could do. I was the sourdough. Like, the sourdough, the rye, all that stuff. I was like, well, let me just, you know, I really miss candle, going candle shopping. You know, I could just go to Target and pick up a candle or go to, uh, you know, TJ Maxx and pick up a candle. And I really miss doing that. And I was like, I wonder if I can make some candles. And so I went to YouTube University <laughs> and went down the, the rabbit hole of watching, uh, you know, different videos on how to make different candles and different types of wax and the different wicks that there is all these possibilities. And I was like, you know what, let me just get some materials and just start making. So I did that. I got like a, you know, candle starter kit. Of course, they came out awful at first. You know, it's about trial and error. And then I finally got some candles that I really was proud of. And I was just giving them to, you know, family and friends, like mailing them to different people and stuff. And they were really enjoying them. And I was like, you know what, I think I can turn this into like some sort of side hustle some because uh, people really like them. And I one thing I really wanted to focus on was the wooden wick uh, in my candles because I just love the crackling sound. Mm. I wanted the candles that I was making to uh, have like give you like a full on sensory experience. Like not only are you smelling it, but you're also like you're hearing it. You're looking at you just love the minimal uh, aesthetic of it. And then so I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. So I like in July of 2020, I went and I applied for my LLC and did all that. Um, and then I decided to name it after my maternal grandmother, Jean Grey. Um, and, you know, because she always instilled in me that it, it was great to be a hard worker, but you still needed to take some time for yourself. And you still needed to make sure that you were doing things uh, to make you happy because she had six kids. She was an Air Force wife. 
um, you know, she was traveling the world and had to do all this stuff. But then when they settled down in Miami, she was still working. But then, you know, my grandma always had a standing lunch date with her girlfriends, always got her hair done every week. Had a bowling, I know that's right. Had a Friday night bowling league. Like she was like, y'all ain't going to stop me. You know, like she was still <laughs> having a good time. And I was like, you know what? That's the mentality I want. And she instilled that in my mother and in my aunts who all helped raise me. Um, and that's something that I really wanted to uh, pay homage to. So I was like, I'm going to name it after my grandmother, Jean Grey. And it's been going great. I launched officially in October of 2020. Um, and it was like just a little soft launch, but I sold out all of my candles in that soft launch, like within 24 hours. And then it's just been great to hear, like, because acting, I would say acting is for me. Acting is like my passion. I love it. It gives me so much joy. But to make something with my hands that I put so much time and effort into and then I give that to someone or someone purchases a candle and then to hear them tell me like, I love your candles. Oh, I, I light them for hours. Uh, I, I put it uh, on while I'm you know cooking or I'm in the bathtub. Like to hear that, that, that something I made bring someone else so much joy is like a totally different feeling that I had never experienced before. Um, and I, I'm, it just makes me so happy and I'm so excited to continue to expand the line. I just, uh, released a new scent called plant mom, which people are really excited about. Uh, you know, unfortunately for me, I do not have a green thumb, no. um, <laughs> but I know a lot of people who do, and they're really excited about it as well. Um, and you, you know, it's just, it's been getting a lot of great buzz. We were written about in, uh, Harper's Bazaar glamour magazine self magazine it's just like something that i made is in you know is in contention with these other like candle companies that have been around for a long time it's just it's something really really crazy to me um but uh it's taught me a lot too in the past couple of years you know entrepreneurship and what it takes especially as a small business owner um, what it takes to run a business, to be the social media person, to be the customer service person, to be the shipping and handling person, to, to run the numbers. You know, it, it has uh, taken a lot, um, but it's really exciting to see where it's going to go uh, from here. I'm so excited for you. It's, I mean, on top of it being, you know, a great product, it's also, it for me, it's as an entrepreneur, it's, um, it's nice to see something that it's like a labor of love and that you work so hard on be successful. And, um, you know, I have, you know, my, my shirts and my, uh, my Hey Alicia shirts and things like that. And honestly, that truly just came from like an idea. Like it just came from me sitting on the couch and, and saying like a funny saying, like a, it's a patois, you know, whatever it's a Jamaican dish. And I just said like a funny saying, and I remember being like, Oh my God, I need to put that on a shirt. Like that's hilarious to me. It was funny. And I, you know, I didn't think, that I would be selling those shirts and I made other versions of it, you know, and, um, and so many people bought it and it's nice to see, again, it's just like a, an idea that you had and you're like, let me try it and like chip away and chip away. And to see people really enjoying something that you're passionate about is like, it, it's, it's, it's fulfilling to me. Um, and it's a lot, it's the social media, you're the, you're pushing your own content. I mean, unless again, you have a team, you're hiring people. If you're really doing it on your own, it's the financials, it's the actual making the product, it's, you know, shipping and distribution. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. We've seen those reels. It's like, uh, I think it's like the theme song to family matters. And it's like, <laughs> it's just like the same small business owner being like social media, <laughs> accounting, 
you know, jumping in like photography, all these different, we have to wear all these hats when we're starting out. It's like, it's no team. It's just us. We are just me. (laughs) Yeah. It's like when I'm writing emails that I'm like, you know, on behalf of like, you know, Hey, Alicia shop or like even the podcast. And I'm like, we're so excited. Then I'm like, we, I'm like, we is me. Like like nobody else. It's literally me. Like, no copy for Instagram posts. And I'm like, we, I'm like, if people knew I'm sitting here <laughs> by myself, we are so happy. Oh, God. It's so funny, but these are, this is the, the hustle. It's the hustle. It really is the hustle and it, it pays off. And honestly, it's, um, you know, like you said, you've been in some amazing publications and, you know, being along the likes of other, you know, established companies is, is great. And it's a great product. And, um, you know, I'm super excited for you. And I also, again, a lot of this podcast is about like inspiration and the journey. And of course, just chit-chatting and and speaking, connecting with other people, but it really is about like the journey. And I, I hope people see that you could truly like if you put your mind to something or you have an idea about something, just do it. Even if you think that somebody else is doing it, it's not going to be the same thing as somebody else. Why? Because you're doing it and and we're all different. You that's know, the, I think that that's like the biggest thing that stops people from, you know, stepping into their purpose or going through with an idea that they have. They think, oh, someone's already done it. The, the, the field is too saturated. Why would anyone look at my for example, why would anyone buy my candle when they can go buy, you know, Jackie Aina's candle or all these mm-hmm. other things? And it's like, no, it's like, it's, you have a story to tell and you have a perspective that you're coming from that, that might relate to someone else, you know, that, that they might not relate to those other people. And you just have to put yourself out there and you never know what's going to happen. At least you could say that you tried, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and then there's always the pivot pivot there's always that <laughs> the pivot um I you know I, I always tell folks I'm like listen I started this blog and I was talking about traveling <clears throat> excuse me I used to travel a lot for work um so I which I, I was like okay I want to do something where I can talk about some of my adventures and and you know the things that I've eaten and the places that I've been and that's what it started off as and then I was not um my job shifted and I was back into kind of like a corporate setting not traveling as much and I said all right, well, then I'll talk about pop culture. And again, I do like pop culture and I enjoy those things. But for me, creating an entire blog about it, that just it just doesn't spark joy for me. Like I, I'd rather talk about it on the podcast and with other people, but to just write about it wasn't for me. And then again, it was like pivot number two. Like I want to talk about the journey and like life and love and, and, and relationships and being a black woman in corporate America and work and like just all those things. And that's really what helped kind of cultivate like, okay, let's talk about the culture. Let's talk about like the journey. Let's talk about the process. But again, that took like a bunch of pivots and I'm still pivoting. I I keep telling people like, you're not always going to be in the same place. Like you kind of have to reinvent yourself a little bit and develop as you, as you go along. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just a part of the, a part of the journey, but I, um, so I know that you and I, we love a little pop culture. We talked about it. So just a little bit, just, just, just a little bit. <laughs> we like our little pop culture. So tell the folks. Mine and Alicia's, uh, you know, our Instagram, <laughs> it's just like, a, like a, a history of pop culture. If you would just scroll through, it's just us. commenting on it. It's hilarious. Yeah. We're like, did you see? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's a trip. And, um, but so tell, um, what are you watching these days? Things that you're not in. <laughs> what are you watching these days? <laughs> cool. Um, 
let's see what am I watching I mean it's always it's I mean at this point it's Bravo I uh you know it's let's see it's Bravo it's uh what's I I'm I love Law and Order and that's not just because I was on the show uh for a little bit no 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 SVU I will watch it's in it's like I don't know like 50 millionth season I don't know but I'll still watch it it does not matter um Euphoria ah it gives me anxiety. <laughs> it stresses me out. Those kids on Euphoria. I just like to say, let's let's get into this for a second. The kids on Euphoria stress me out. Like at the end of every episode, I have to put on like The Office or New Girl or like some funny show to like bring me down because those children, they stress me. <laughs> you have to decompress after that. I'm just like, what? You know, that episode two weeks ago with Rue just running through the streets of LA, flipping over fences. And quinceañeras. Running through quinceañeras, running through cakes. I was just like, are you kidding me? I was so stressed out, stress level on 10, but the acting is so good. But I'm just like, you weren't doing this in high school. I don't know what (laughs) you're doing out there in LA, but- what this is the thing i'm watching this and i know it's a tv show guys like i I get this right but i'm also like it there has to be some element of like reality to this that maybe nowadays kids are more developed and they're just doing more things but i think about when we were in high school and i'm like our parents would first kill us if we decided to be out in these streets the way that these kids it just it, it blows my mind but on it's what you said is the acting on that show is next level and we actually have award season we're kind of in the middle of it but you know the bigger oscars and emmys and all these things are coming up what what are your predictions what do you think oh i don't oh oscars uh let's see i think that i don't i think that will smith might actually win an oscar for if he doesn't win for king richard i'm going to riot like riding in the streets because I think like <laughs> that man put his foot in that role like I mm. like, don't say what you want about Will Smith he's always been bigger than life but like he really transformed himself for that role which he's done in the past as well but like I feel like this one especially just meant so much to him and mm-hmm. I just think that if he's not recognized for it y'all I'm just gonna do that Viola Davis meme grab my purse and- purse and walk out <laughs> well, I'll say though that I watched Macbeth the other night with Denzel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. good. The thing is with Denzel, like Denzel never gets it wrong. I mean, let's just be honest. Like he's Denzel. So I, <laughs> yeah. And I watched it and I was like, okay. Like I literally paused and I was like, okay, well, I might have some conversation <laughs> because I'm like, this was real. Macbeth was, and it was just the way it was done. It, we did Macbeth like, in school and things like that. And just like, of course, a, you know, middle school production of Macbeth and a, you know, theater, you know, a, a television or a movie production of Macbeth is different, but it was just, um, the, the actors did so well. And Denzel, it, it's just, it, he's just so good. So I did say, I was like, if Denzel gets it, like, I won't be that angry, <laughs> but I'll be upset because I just think Will deserves it, you know? it one of the the snubs I was mad about for which was in the best supporting actress category was Ruth Nega in passing did you see that so I didn't see it but I kept seeing on Twitter that people were like oh, upset like that that was like a big snub yeah I because she did such a good job and I mean the film it was beautifully shot it was in black and white it's you know it's in Harlem 
you know, there were issues that people had with the with the direction and the writing and wait, pause. I'm sorry. Passing with Tessa Thompson. Yes, exactly. I did see it. Just kidding. I I did see it. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good movie. It was a good movie, but I thought in particular out of everything, I thought that Ruth Nega did a really good job and I I really wanted her to get uh, nominated. But, you know, there'll be more time for her, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we still have more time for Emmy season, which is, you know, which I feel is really exciting because there's such good TV. Yeah. But I feel the same way about uh, Zendaya not winning for uh, Euphoria, just for that episode, just for the episode that Rue was running through the streets. She should win all the awards, all of them. I mean, she won the Emmy last year. Um which was so well-deserved because she was great in the first season of Euphoria. But I feel like this, she's better this season. I mean, oh, she's got to win. But then again, like you said, there's so much good TV out there that it's just like, wh- what is if happening? They if they don't recognize Issa or, you know, or Yvonne Orgy, like, I'm just like, y'all, y'all need to just close up shop and we're going to start our own awards because <laughs> well, the BT awards I mean that's what we got at this point and the NAACP, and the NAACP. <laughs> Double ACP, that's what we got because the Emmy like even like the Golden Globes like oh. it's it, yeah, ugh, yeah it, the Golden Globes ugh, that corrupt system but anyway um yeah yeah Issa I mean I just felt like it was such a great finale to Insecure and you know it, there must have been so much pressure on her and the writing team to be like how are we going to close out this um, this show, which really was a show of a, of a generation, I feel like you know, yes, nothing on TV like it before Insecure, mm-hmm. um, and they they must have felt so much pressure, and they just did it with su- such grace, and I, I I just loved it. It was one of the best finales. I feel me too. I thought it went out so perfectly. I was like crying at the end, like I it, I was like truly moved. Like at the end of the show, like I was like, man, this show was like a show for the culture. Like it, it just, you know, it, it just, it, it touched so many points that like on top of representation, which is like a huge thing, you know, seeing, you know, a black woman, you know, and a black cast, you know, um, on TV and on a show like that. And just like the topics that they hit and they like nailed it because you're like, you don't see it anywhere else. And they would talk about things and you're like, yes, oh my God, that does happen. Like, yes, like we can be in, 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 in situations of love where we don't know what's going on. We can be like someone like Molly, where you have your career and you have everything financially that you want, but you can't find your partner. Like we can be in friendship situations where you're trying to figure out how to navigate new, you know, having ba- people having babies and people being in other relationships. And it was just, it was great. I just, I, yeah, I should, I should like a thug, like Amistad tier, like at the end of the episode. Get a, a thug Amistad tier. I was really boohoo. Lisa <laughs> and Molly were just talking with each other in the bathroom at Molly's wedding. Like, cause that's what the root of the show was about their friendship their friendship yeah see what they had gone through and how they had overcome everything and and, you know just to see them both shining at the end and just so happy just it felt like I did all those things um like you know we took that journey with them together and so you know I was just like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and you were like this hits different different remember me different (laughs) such a good show Jesus, it, it needs to get all the awards. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was, it's a great show. And for anyone that hasn't seen um, Insecure, I mean, it's it's on HBO and it's um, you can binge it now because, you know, all the episodes have been released, but it's just it's such a great show. And I actually had a friend of mine from college. Um, she's uh, she's Italian, Italian and, and Venezuelan, I want to say. And um, she reached out probably because she saw so many people talking about it and, and she's very inclusive and like wants to learn and she watched it and she was like, this is a good show. Like she messaged me and she was like, this show is really, really good. And then we were kind of going through scenes together and like, you know, the Coachella episode and, and she was like, remember me different. Like, we were, it's, <laughs> so it was it's just nice to see that like this show has also touched people you know in other cultures and also again helps people to kind of like understand the black experience and it's it's just such an important it's such an important show it, it really is important but um but yeah but I know that there are so many big things bigger things coming for you and um I am I'm super excited I'm, I'm happy that you were able to join and um again, it's always great to meet new people, but it's, it's even better connecting with, with, you know, old, old friends that we can talk about Publix and like, you understand what a pub sub is <laughs> and like, you get it. Like, she's like, there's no other grocery store that compares. And I'm like, amen. I've been preaching this up and down the Northeast. I'm like, you guys don't know. You haven't shopped at a good grocery store until you've been to a Publix. Shopping is a pleasure there. <laughs> It really is. I got my COVID vaccine at the pharmacy at Publix because I was just like, I just feel so secure. Like, I just feel secure when I walk in. The pharmacist is so lovely. Yeah. And then you get a sub and a nice tea and you're on your way. Like, come on. That's it. That's it. For anyone that ever visits a state. And again, they're typically like in the Southeast-ish for the most part. Please make sure you go to Publix. Like, it's not just groceries. It is an experience. It, it, you fully immerse yourself into, like, the culinary world. You can get a pub, Publix brand anything, and it tastes amazing. I mean, honestly, guys. I'm even I'm, better than the brand name. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's just, it hits different. But listen, I'm so happy that you were able to join us. Tell everyone where you want to be found, where they can follow you, and Jean Grey, and all of the things. Yeah, so you can follow uh, Jean Grey Candle Co. on Instagram at Jean Grey Candle Co., all, you know, lowercase. You can follow me at Chanel D. Carroll uh, on Instagram, and that's where you'll see all my ridiculous reels and, you know, all the stuff that Alicia was talking about. Uh, <laughs> They're so fun. <laughs> content um and yeah and if you're interested in purchasing some candles you can go to jeangraycandleco.com and that's our website all of our products are on there um and as a thank you to you guys for for watching for listening to this podcast um, i have a special code for you uh you can enter code chit chat at checkout on jeangraycandleco and you'll get 10 percent off your purchase so oh my goodness you guys we got gifts this is so exciting exciting uh, empty-handed come on <laughs> she's like I come with a bottle of wine everywhere I go <laughs> well thank you so much for that and guys again it is chit chat is the promo code 10% off your next candle and when I tell you I'm really not just saying this because I love Chanel I'm like actually it's really a good candle and I need to order more I've had some friends that have ordered it's it's amazing and I know it's going to be like in Tarjays and all of the things very yes, soon yes. <laughs> we're gonna manifest yes. manifest Tarjay <laughs> just manifest it she's like I receive it I receive it we're gonna light a candle some palo santo like something 
<laughs> something. So guys, again, follow Chanel everywhere and anywhere. She's doing fantastic things. Thanks for joining us. Also check, if you're not following already, please follow me at Hey Alicia Hey on social media. Um, also Chit Chat Connoisseur. We do also have a um, an Instagram page. You can follow that there. And all of the links to our podcasts, um, which are on all major streaming platforms at heyalicia.com backslash podcast. I am so happy that you were able to join us and y'all we will see you very, 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 very soon. Chat soon, everyone. Bye-bye. For more information on Chit Chat Connoisseur podcast, check out heyalicia.com slash podcast. See you soon.